Hi friends, this is the Million Dollar Beauty Biz Podcast, the place to find motivation and inspiration to create and grow a successful beauty business. This podcast is for the multi-passionate. We're going to be discussing topics such as growing your bridal beauty business, YouTube, content creation, mom life, faith, and everything else it takes to be successful in our everyday lives. I believe that small things done daily lead to big, rewarding results. Now, let's get into today's episode. Hi, friends. It's Megan Lorson. Welcome back to the podcast. Very excited about today's episode. We're going to be talking about going all in on your bridal business. If that's something you've thought about for a while, it's always been in the back of your mind, and you just really want to start booking more weddings and maybe at some point go all in. We're going to be talking about some of the things that I did that held me back in the very beginning when I decided to go all in, when I was still kind of on the fence. I'm going to share with you all about that, but real quick, there are six days left until Bridal Beauty Business Academy relaunches. The doors are going to be opening in six days on November 1st, 2022, and the doors will not be open again until next year. If you want to join the waitlist and learn more, you can find the link below in the show notes and be sure to click that, join the waitlist so you are notified as soon as the doors open. All right, now let's get into today. So I really felt like I needed to make this podcast episode because I have gotten so many DMs and messages from Instagram and my YouTube channel of people saying they relate to my story, they want to go full-time bridal, but they're scared, they don't know how, and I hear this so often, and I can relate because this was me when I decided to go full-time bridal. I kind of was, I don't know if you want to say forced, but it was just a challenging time when I was salon owner, working behind the chair, specializing in color, educating for a brand, and then just knowing that I was going to have a little girl coming soon and knowing that I wanted to make some huge changes in my life. And all of that together is super scary. And, and honestly, anytime you're wanting to make a big change in life, it is really scary because we as humans get very comfortable. And when we get comfortable, it's scary to make a change and go outside of our comfort zone and do something different or new or something we've never done before. And it's a natural human instinct, but I wanna talk a little bit about mindset today and how much your mindset plays into who you will become, what you will end up doing, because we can get stuck in horrible mindsets for for a long time and we just keep telling ourselves the same thing over and over and the same stories over and over of, I don't know how to do it, I can't do it, I'm not capable. And we continue to tell our minds this story and our, we start to believe it instead of looking for, okay, I can do this, but how do I do it? So when I first started, and made the decision, okay, I wanna do bridal hair. In my mind, I was thinking, it's something I love to do, it's something I can do. I've done weddings for years, and I can make some money at it. 
I was not thinking anywhere near, I can build a business around this. This can be a whole thing. I can make really good money. I just thought it was going to be enough to like supplement, get me through the years of having children, raising my daughter, whatever. And then I thought, maybe I'll go back to the salon. Maybe I'll do this. We'll just see how it works out. But little did I know, I started investing in education and a whole world was opened up to me on how much of a career that being a bridal hairstylist and or makeup artist actually could be and is. And honestly, it's one of the reasons I had to stop doing it in the salon at one point was because it is exactly that. It's a whole business in itself that it was so hard to keep up with a bridal business and a salon business. And so at one point I had stopped doing weddings. We had stopped booking weddings altogether in the salon because it was just a whole thing in itself and it was very hard to keep track of. So back to my story, when I first started, I, like I said, I was on the fence. I was like, oh, am I just gonna do this for like a year? I don't know. So like my first year in bridal, I'd say like half the year, I was booking weddings, pen and paper, doing paper contracts, printing them off, keeping them in my binder. I had found a calendar, printable Etsy thing, and printed it off, had my made my calendar, was trying to keep my bookings and brides and weddings as organized as possible. But I knew halfway through that year, I knew that this is what I want to do. And with all the education that I had taken, all the mentors that I have had, I knew that I had to go all in and take it very seriously if I wanted to make the kind of money that I want wanted to make and at that point I knew there was good money in doing bridal hair and I loved I love the industry it's just it's fun it's glamorous it's usually it's a happy day for people and it's just fun to be hanging out with the girls on a Saturday getting them ready they're all excited and happy for the day and I knew I wanted to go all in but I thought let me play it safe I don't want to spend a lot on getting my bridal business up and going I want to try to keep cost as low as possible because if I decide that I don't want to actually do this, I want to go back to what I was doing. I don't want to go all in. But very quickly I found out that I had to make that decision. I couldn't ride the fence. I couldn't sit on that fence for much longer. I just felt like I was half doing things and then I started to get frustrated because I couldn't keep up with the wedding bookings because it was just getting more challenging doing everything pen and paper because I was like, did I get back to this bride? Did I get this bride's deposit? And quickly things can get very chaotic, very out of control, especially when you're trying to keep track of weddings, keep track of brides, who gave me their contract back, who didn't get it back to me and this and that. And so finally I had to go all in and decided to, I need a booking system. I need a system that I can use that's going to keep everything organized, but not only that, I need a system that's going to help scale and grow my business and take it to the next level. So that's when I found HoneyBook and tons and tons of other bridal hairstylists used it and were using it and they said they loved it. So I quickly 
purchased HoneyBook, started using that, and ever since I've been using HoneyBook, and it is so, so amazing. It literally keeps me organized, and I'm able to automate things in HoneyBook, so it's able to help me grow and scale my bridal business and keep track of who gave me their retainer payment back, who didn't pay their retainer yet, do I have this person's contract back and is it signed? And it lets me know how many weddings I've got booked, who didn't get back to me. And it keeps everything so organized for me that I never have to worry about, did I forget to schedule a bride? Did I get this person's retainer back? Did I get their full final payment back? It keeps track of everything. And I'm able to upload my contract in HoneyBook. I'm able to automate things. I can have I have an inquiry form set up through HoneyBook. It is so amazing. And actually, I do have a HoneyBook trial referral code. I'll put it down in the show notes. If you guys are interested in checking out, you can get it for I think it's like a literal like a dollar a month. It's like super cheap. I'll put it down if you guys want to check it out. Um, so you can have that referral code. But I, like I said, I wanted to just stay in that safe zone because it was comfortable and I was like, well, what if it doesn't work out? What if it doesn't work out? Then I don't want to invest all this stuff and get so deep into this. But the fact of the matter is, if you go all in on something and you give it your best shot and you put all your focus and energy and attention on making that thing thrive and making it, uh, what's the word I want to use? You just, when you go all in and you make it, you put all your energy in it, it will not fail. I promise you. So many times I've been on the fence. If you stay on the fence, that is when you're going to fail because then you're never going to be all in and you can, you can't ever succeed that way. So if you're ready to go all in, you have to just make that decision and then you have to take the action and you have to take the steps to go all in. And also too, I wanted to point out when you are trying to be that DIY bridal hairstylist, DIY bridal makeup artist, and you're trying to do things pen and paper and keep track of things, you are also going to attract those type of brides, which is fine and good if that's what you want to attract. But for me, I wanted to make a career out of this. I wanted to make good money doing it so that I wasn't just paying the bills and getting by and surviving. I wanted to go beyond that. And so you have to think about it too. You you can't charge high prices if you're got paper contracts and you're still having people print off contracts and keeping track of things that way. You can charge so much more if you have an organized booking system that brides can easily, quickly sign. Everything's a breeze and it's quick and easy for them. And my brides always say how quick and easy my booking process is, how easy it is to just send over payment, sign the contract, and people want easy. So, and al- but also with that comes a higher price tag. Brides pay higher prices to have an experience like that that's easy for them. So keep that in mind too when you're considering d- 
different ways to set up your business and going all in. So I'm going to give you three things that you're going to have to invest in and that you are going to absolutely need if you're going to go full time as a bridal hairstylist and or makeup artist. Number one is a booking system. If you haven't gathered that from the episode, you need to invest in a booking system. There's different, there's many different ones. Like I said, I personally use HoneyBook and have absolutely loved it. And I know many other bridal hairstylists and makeup artists who use and love HoneyBook as well. But just do your research, pick the one that's best for you. But HoneyBook is very inexpensive, especially starting out. Like I said, you can use my referral code and I think it get a, get it for a dollar a month. Um, if you don't have a referral code, I think it's only $9 a month. And then once you reach your first $10,000 in sales, then they bump you up to the next tier, which is $39 a month, which is nothing compared to the grand scheme of things and all that HoneyBook does for you. And then number two is... Decide also in the beginning, how many weekends do you want to work? How many brides do you want to book? And that also is going to depend on how much money you want to make. And then that's also going to depend on how much you're going to be charging for your services. How much are you going to be charging for your brides? How much are you going to be charging for bridesmaids and family members? And I talk all about pricing and all of that in Bridal Beauty Business Academy. I have several different videos and I also have my pricing ebook included as a bonus inside of Bridal Beauty Business Academy. And it talks about the different types of brides and pricing your services to attract the type of bride you want to work with and how to do that. And then number three you're going to want to invest in some kind of tax service to keep track of all your receipts and your taxes. And for me personally, I love and use QuickBooks. If I have a referral link, I'll put it down below. But again, if you don't have systems and things in place to grow and scale a successful bridal business, it's going to be stressful and it's going to be really hard and challenging to grow it and scale it the way that I think most of us want to grow and scale a business. But anyways, I just wanted to make this episode because I know how frustrating it is to be on the fence and kind of have this feeling of, is this the right decision? Is this the career I should go into? Is this which way I should take my life? And the fact of the matter is, is what I realized this far is that there's no wrong decision. It's just, you have to make the decision to go, you'd have to just make a decision. And no decision is a wrong decision. If it's something you love, if it's something you're passionate about, if it's gonna benefit you and your life and your family, then go for it. And there's there's so much time. Like time is limited, but there's also, we have a lot of it and we can always go back to things and we can always change things. Nothing is permanent. So don't feel like anything is permanent and oh, if I make this decision, I can never go back and never have what I had before. It's so not true. We can always go back. We can always change things. Nothing is permanent. So my friends, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I hope you found it encouraging, motivating, and inspiring. And until next time, take action and I'll see you in the next episode.